Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Finding Your Freedom podcast. I'm so, so happy to have you guys here, and I have the most incredible episode for you guys this week, and I'm so, so excited. Sorry for the delay, but you're probably listening to it later, so you don't care. Um, I also, last week's episode, said I was going to do a bonus one on love and Valentine's Day, and that (laughs) did not exactly happen. But um, yeah, for next week, I think you're going to be getting pretty much three podcasts in your ear. You're going to be getting this one, a solo episode for that week, and then I'm still going to do a bonus episode about love and Valentine's Day because I I still think it's important. And, um, you know, there's a Valentine's Day every year, and I just want to talk about, um, yeah, how to make it special for my single ladies, my single people, and why it is an amazing, beautiful day. Um, As far as me and my life or (laughs) any updates on what I've been doing, um, just was in New Orleans and New York, so I've been traveling a lot and I'm really just grounding and like nourishing my body and taking care of myself. So I hope you guys are doing that too. There's a lot of shifts and changes in my life that are happening soon. So yeah, I'm just trying to trust the process as much as I can and ground down into that. Um, And this episode is such a great, such a great episode. If you're also moving through this time of transition, you know, big changes are coming and you want to, yeah, you want to follow your intuition and your own truth in the changes that are happening in your life. So this episode will be, yeah, really, really great for that. As far as like anything I'm offering or anything like that, I am looking to take another coaching client for three or six months. And yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff that I have coming in the next three months out from a lot of different angles. So I'm just going to leave it at that for now, but you guys should definitely, definitely be excited for that. And there's a lot of amazing things to come and a lot of change in my personal life as well, which is exciting. But yeah, so today's episode is with Natalie Miles and yeah, this was just one of those episodes that I've I've been dreaming of having Natalie on the show. She I say there's like three women that like impacted my spiritual journey the most. One of them has been on the podcast already. Um, Madeline Moon, another one Sahara Rose hopefully will be will be coming soon. But Natalie, you know, Natalie is that third woman and her teaching on intuition it it changed my life. It allowed me to finally listen to myself and my intuition and get really clear on what my messages were and trusting myself and my own unique truth and yeah, it her teachings and her podcast and everything really allowed me to make, you know, the intuitive move to New Orleans, which led me to so many good things. And, you know, the journey just continues. And I think back to and like work with so many of the tools and practices that she talks about in her podcast and in her book and that she's 
taught us and I listened to her energy forecast to, you know, feel into the energy of the next month. So this is just such an incredible episode and I'm so grateful for Natalie and so grateful for her work and her mission in the world and just so grateful that I was able to talk to her and guys we we went through like everything everything you would want to know um we went there and yeah there's just so much gold in this episode so healing it was so healing for me I needed to hear everything in this podcast and I think it's going to be like that for you guys too so I don't want to wait any longer and I'll tell you a little bit about our guest and get straight into the episode So Natalie Miles is an international psychic medium, speaker, author of You Are Intuitive, Trust Your Truth, Take Back Your Power, and host of the top spiritual podcast, So You Think You're Intuitive. Known for her down-to-earth approach, it is her mission to make intuition accessible to everyone. In her work with individuals and groups, she guides clients to their intuition to look at what's holding them back in the here and now, empowering them to take action on their inner truths. She lives in Vancouver, Canada. All right, guys, we'll get right into the episode. I know you are going to love it. So the first question that I ask everyone, because it's the Finding Your Freedom podcast, is what have you been finding your freedom from lately? Oh, what a great question. Um, Right now, finding my freedom, I'm horse riding. Um, I took up horse riding up again in October. I did it for a little bit when I was younger, um, but... Um, I moved and really felt the call to like get back into horse riding. So yeah, horses have been giving me freedom and um, the social interaction that I need right now in the middle of everything that's happening. It's become this like, oh yeah, I need this in my life for mental health, mental sanity and human interaction and being around the horses has definitely brought me a lot of freedom. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think I've ever ridden a horse before, but I can imagine just like being on the horse and like riding away into the distance is like a great feeling. Yeah, the the biggest teacher, I found that um whatever you're going through that day, it gets mirrored back to you in the horse. And so it's fascinating. Um, yeah, just the learning and the horse that I am riding is all horses are psychic, all animals are as well, like we are so um, but this horse is so dialed in. It's wild. It's like she she just knows. So, yeah, it's been an experience getting to know this horse as well. Yeah. Do you feel like you can read, you know, messages from the horse too? Yeah. 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 It's um, We've had some interesting um, dynamics actually around an apple, like giving her an apple at the end. And so there's been a couple of times where I have um, like – 
at home I was chopping the apple and I was like I chopped the apple and I didn't chop it perfectly and I was like oh I really think I was like oh she's gonna struggle eating this I was like she there's something about me not cutting this the right way for her and then after the ride she was like she couldn't put them in her mouth and she kept dropping them on the floor and it was like she was kind of like laughing at me kind of like yep yeah, told you so and then there was another time where she um I had this apple and I was like oh well I wouldn't I was like oh, that's, I was like yeah I was like I wouldn't eat it but I think it's good enough for June and that was the day that she turned her nose up at it and she was like no I'm not eating this and it's like she knew that I'd said like I wouldn't eat this personally it's not good enough for me and so she was like well it's not good enough for me either and um and so she actually refused to eat like a horse she would just she ate one bit and then she was like nope I'm not eating any of it I'm not eating it so yeah it's been um, a real journey of um, just even riding the horse like when you're on it and you're just the things that you're struggling with in your own life or things that you need to face whether you're, you're like pushing through something or you're like you're over maneuvering it's it's interesting like how you place the horse or move the horse or the energy of the horse of that day how it reflects where you're at and how she's showing you like where you need to be more kind to yourself or you need to be like more fired up to like take action like it's it's been it's been a fascinating journey (laughs) yeah yeah that's amazing that's like making me want to go ride a horse or something I've been craving like animals really intensely and I live you know in a city and I don't have like a dog or anything so I've just been like I want to find animals right (laughs) yeah um I was reading can't remember where I read this but horses have five times the electromagnetic field of um compared to humans and so they are like so sensitive so sensitive and um where I ride I really noticed the cycles of the horses around the moon as well and how um just the change of behavior and um the stable the arena that i ride in um it's a bit can be a bit haunted not gonna lie it's a bit spooky the barn's a bit spooky and um you can tell when the energy is feeling particular potent because i walk in there and i'm like whoa and then like all the horses are spooked um yeah the the energy in the arena and that my my um, coach and my uh, instructor was like, yeah, the horses are a bit spook- spooked in the arena today. And I'm like, oh yeah, like there's this massive swirling energy. No wonder they don't want to like ride around here. And she's like, oh, fascinating. And we kind of, yeah. So it's been, it's been a journey. It, it's, it's, it's been a real journey and I'm really loving connecting to the horses because during this time, it's really, um, yeah, it's really helped me um, drop back into my own body and um and and also like I always share in my work like we connect to our intuition and our gifts and how we feel like not just by like sitting down in like a guided meditation like so for me having getting back connected with my body and back connected to the horses has just been like really really potent and powerful to do that yeah yeah how have you been feeling like the energy of 2021 and everything starting out how have you been feeling um I mean it's the same as 2020 I mean that's why it's just like when everyone was like yay new year everything's gonna be so much better it's like the everything just continues we just need to now really 
um, learn to embody and find our own sense of calm and how we navigate these times because we're just, you know, the energy is moving really fast in January. Like it's been such a fast month, but there's been so much learning. And I really feel, you know, when I share this on the podcast, that what we learn in 2020, what we learned in 2020 and what showed up, we now have to action. We now have to like really embody and we now have to like really go there with ourselves and be like, this isn't, this is our value. You know, I'm now going to walk the talk. I'm now going to embody my values that I've learned. I'm going to really show up in all the ways and the things that I know that, you know, of how I want to be and how I want to, how I want to live and how I want to connect. So yeah, it's been, it's been, um, it's been an interesting start of the year. Um, but, but good. I just think for me, it's just, um, I'm really kind of just been re-looking at what values are important to me and what I want to keep in my life and what I'm calling in and what I'm letting go. And it's just really, really been really clear. It's been, yeah, really loud on that front. Definitely. Yeah, it's definitely been a very interesting start of this year for me as well. And a lot of a lot of change very instantly. So it's been very interesting. Mm, yeah, and it's just like, yeah, there's just so much we're still on that like where there's nothing seems stable and we're all kind of really trying to find this like stable ground um and so many different areas of our lives and and it's back into like oh well how can i connect how can i anchor in how can i do this what does this feel like and so for me the horse riding um and i just um launched these doorway activation series and so for me i've been doing these like the activations myself they've been really helping me like drop in but yeah i feel you we're like in a time where we're just we need to find that calm and that presence and how we can anchor and find that stability within ourselves even when there's so much change and so much you know i don't want to like chaos or you know nothing feels solid in the external world yeah i was literally thinking the other day when i was when i was washing my hands weirdly enough i was like I was like, I'm kind of wondering if washing your hands works anymore. And I was thinking about it. And I was like, I don't think I've ever in my life wondered if washing your hands was important. (laughs) 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 That's how everything has changed. (laughs) It's all the routines. It's all the things. It's like, oh, you know, it's like I can wash my hands and I can I can do everything and I can show up and it's back into it's like yeah it's the it's funny because obviously washing your hands helps and everything that we're facing but it's also the the feeling like is washing my hands going to make me feel safe and it's interesting as a as a as a concept and I think that it's back into like us really having to look at the energetics of what makes us feel safe and how can we do that yeah it's 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 a really fascinating time as um we're fed so much stuff externally from news and social media and how that massively impacts our body. Yeah, yeah. And I saw the stuff you were kind of posting about, you know, Wikipedia pages being edited and um, things like that. And it's it's funny, last month, um, anyone that doesn't know, Natalie does these amazing, you know, monthly energy forecasts. And I, I was listening to last month and I think it was your voice or your truth. Yeah, your voice was January. Yeah. Your voice in the first week of January. I was like, this doesn't seem very relevant to me. Like, I don't know if this is something I'm going to be dealing with. And then like the next day I'm like, oh, 
(laughs) (laughs) I'm like, wow, I'm really being, uh, my voice is really being shut down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. January was just so voice, voice, voice. And I do the same too. Like I channel this stuff through and I read it back or listen to it back. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. And then and again i'm like yeah mate, yeah okay and then when it, when it hits and the the energy like really comes into my life and the themes come in and now or i listen back to it at the end of the month i'm like oh yeah now that makes sense oh okay um so yeah it's um it's truly fascinating and february um it comes up this week but the the energy theme for february is your body and so it's all about the body and the physical body and the emotional body and the spiritual body and um yeah lots of channel guidance around the body yeah I feel that when you said that message I was like I feel that mm-hmm. <laughs> just like yeah. let me like take a deep breath like hearing that message mm-hmm. yeah body 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 February is gonna be yeah really body um the body and the individual and then the body as the collective and then like our political bodies our social bodies our financial bodies like in the like you know the bigger systems and structures of the world of our planet so yeah it's uh yeah watch this space it's gonna be february is big 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 and you know i say that not every month but there is you know february is particularly potent um it really sets off a catalyst for some stuff we're gonna um face for the rest of the year and um but yeah 2021 the energy theme is your truth and yeah, I mean, just we just got to keep dropping in and finding out what means the you know what what's important for us and yeah, it's a big year, big year, yeah. So I know this is a long story, but I'd love to hear kind of you know the brief version. Like, how did you get into this work of mm-hmm. intuition and yeah, kind of what was your your path to this? Yeah, I mean, it's been highs, lows, um, keeping gifts hidden, showing, shining them and showing up. And yeah, it's been a complete transformational journey. And, you know, even, um, if people have said like four years ago, I'd be doing this work full time like this, I would have been like, really? Um, but here we are. So, um, (laughs) um, I went to my first ever, um, psychic circle, um, when I was 16, my mum was going to them in the UK and was like, hey, Nat, do you want to come? And so I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, let's make this happen. And so um, I went and that was the first time I ever gave a message. And I was like, oh, shit, I can actually do this. And kind of really felt that first like body, like energetic connection. And I remember feeling like my hands felt like really rooted on my knees, but they kind of felt like they were hovering above my knees at the same time. And it was like being like really rooted and anchored in your body, but kind of floaty at the same time. And I was like, wow, like this is insane. Um, and then everything went into shutdown. Like I didn't really use my gifts at all. Well, I was using them for myself, like subconsciously but not consciously using them not like consciously calling on it um there are a couple of instances in my early 20s when I was at university where um, I was back connecting to my intuition and had some kind of um experiences there with with using my gifts and then um it wasn't and um and then I worked in film for 10 years and then it wasn't until I was in my early 30s um when I moved to Vancouver and I left the UK and I moved to Canada that I got back into um, psychic circles and developing my intuition 
Um, and then I had a mentor who was like, you do know you're going to be doing this full time, right? And I was like, no way, like that's not happening. And um, everything transpired. I was really unhappy in my job. Um, I was let go from my job. Um, and my boss at the time was like, go and discover what makes you happy. Like you need to be, do something that makes you happy. And and I always knew that film wasn't the thing, like as much as I wanted it to be the thing, like it wasn't the thing, um, but the thing hadn't appeared yet. And so <laughs> I was just like going with the flow. And what was hilarious was before I got let go, I'd already started creating my branding and what I wanted to call my business like four months before I was let go. And so when I was let go, it was like, oh, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Now this makes sense. Um, and it took me another nine months to get out of working in film. I was like working in film and working, like doing readings and stuff at the same time. And then, um, yeah. And then I got the intuitive hit and I was like, nope, I'm supposed to do this full time. So I let go of the film stuff completely. And now I'm doing what I'm doing and yeah, I've been growing the business and, um, and kind of grow, you know, started the podcast and everything else. So yeah, it's, it's been a journey. Um, it's something that I never, ever, ever envisioned, envisioned that this is what I'd be doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel so many, I'm sure for a lot of people, a lot of people have similar experiences to your story. Um, and yeah, I just feel so many similarities. I started working on my business a couple months ago and was just let go from my job. And after that happened, I I was like intuitively like, I need to listen to this episode of like Natalie's podcast and like her story. And I started listening to it and I was like, oh, like that, <laughs> this is why. But and, I think and it's, is- yeah, and it's one of those rock bottom moments. It's like, it's like, why is this happening to me? Like, what's the learning from this? And it's painful. Like it's in, in, it brings up so many emotions. Like I was frustrated. I was angry. I was disappointed. I was emotional. Um, and then I think, I mean, for me personally, I had to kind of be in that space for then to like, get given the guidance and be in that rock, but those moments to then just come out of it and be like, oh shit okay well I wasn't happy and this and this and then it like and then allow the kind of magic to kind of unfold off the back of it yeah yeah it's definitely hard because I think something you talk about too is that like when you're not listening to your intuition there's like pebbles and then there's boulders and then there's like big roadblock moments and I you know I'd had the same the same thoughts of I'm I'm really not happy here but I'm gonna wait it out a little bit longer and um, I feel like spirit was like, nope, no, you're not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very much. Yeah. <laughs> when it happened, I was, like, <laughs> I was like, well, I guess I'm not waiting till June. <laughs> right, right. We're, we're changing the timeline on this. Um, yeah, it's funny how, yeah, those those life block, you know, the, the boulders and we're not listening. And then it is, it's suddenly like, well, we try to communicate with you that the time was not you know that something needed to change and 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 we're so adaptable as humans i think that's what i'm really learning right now is that if we really step into that energy of adapting it's it's powerful and potent when we kind of give we're given that opportunity to 
listen to our heart and listen to our intuition and see where it wants to go. I mean, hey, I'm not saying that, oh yeah, you're gonna set up a business and you're gonna earn loads of money like instantaneously. And then that didn't happen for me like that either. Like I was temping, I was working as a receptionist and doing readings on my in my studio flat on my kitchen table with my kitchen table next to my bed like it was you know you just make it work because you know that this is the next thing that you're supposed to be doing so i guess i'm sharing that for someone who's like i know what i want to do it's like we sometimes make sacrifices and it might not look the way we want it to look but we just do it because it feels like the next thing yeah and i think that's important to share too the whole like roughing it kind of process because it's like you have you have to be prepared to kind of be adaptable like you said like to make it work when you're in that period of okay spirit I'm listening (laughs) yeah yeah and yeah and just and it's kind of knowing that this is the right path this is the next step and 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 I think no and and it's also I kind of want to say it's like it's also kind of not being in that mindset of like struggle though like that everything has to be a struggle like because I then think we kind of then step into the like everything has to be a struggle um my friend gave me the mantra um I attract money easily and freely and from multiple sources and that just became like my my thing and then I just was like um I'm ready to receive I'm ready to receive and I was just like I trust you spirit. I trust I have faith. I was like, you wouldn't be presenting this path to me if this wasn't where I was supposed to be walking. And I think with a sense of like trust and faith and taking action and just knowing this, knowing that this is, this is important. um, That allowed me to have faith in taking the action to go for my dreams and go for kind of where I wanted this to go. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that money mantra. I've been trying to work with something on like, you know, when I spend money, I get it back tenfold Mm -hmm. or something, (laughs) something Mm -hmm. like that. Even if I haven't seen that, that happen, it's like kind of a cool concept to to work with. Yeah. And I love, um, uh, Jen Sincero's, um, I'm a badass. You're a badass at making money. Um, I really love that book. And I also, for me personally, and I share this with like my Heal Your Ancestor story work, like actually going to really look at your money story around where that comes from, from your family and what their money story is and how it impacts you and kind of seeing the cycle of the ancestral story around money. Um, Yeah, and the limiting beliefs because that's all so connected to like us calling that in too. Definitely, definitely. It's like there's a balance of being prepared to kind of rough it, but that it, in that period, it doesn't have to necessarily be hard, you know, like you can know that the money and the abundance is coming to Mm -hmm. you and you're just taking like the next right step and it doesn't have to be, you know, all of this in your head trying to figure things out. Yeah. And I think it's this real, and you know, if you, for anyone new to my work, it's like, how can we bend the spiritual and the human in all of this? Because otherwise we also can, everything around like, oh yeah, I'm attracting money. It just, uh, yeah, it can be a bit much as well. So um, I think it's, it's again, it's like, how can we do this and be like rooted and anchored in our human existence and, and of what that looks like as well. And I think there's, it's this, 
blend of taking, you know, action and a slight form of realism as well. Cause I think we can, you know, be like, okay, this is where I'm at. And I think that's the, that's the really kind of taking action and what feels good and being, being okay. This is what I've got to deal with right now. This is what I got. Okay. I don't need, and it's like, um, I love Gary V for this. And he's just like, just start. You do not need to have the amazing camera. You do not need to have like, what tools have you got in front of you and what can you do to, that's really simple to make it happen. And, um, and just start like, he, he, I just, yeah, I, I like Gary V's bluntness on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely have heard that advice a lot and people that are perfectionistic, it can be very hard to start something when, you know, you think you need to have like the super nice camera or the new computer or, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. But I don't know, I guess that kind of had me thinking, you know, you work with where you are, but I've, I've had multiple times with money specifically for me around trips where it feels like this time where it's maybe like not like quote safe and there's fear around spending the money but it's exactly like what I'm meant to do when I trust it and that's like such a such a scary thing to do yeah completely and that's where we're at right now in this like this is a really powerful time of transformation like transformation for the collective but also transformational for like every individual on the planet and so it's like and if we're being told all the time to be in fear to not feel safe that we 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 feel trapped we feel stuck like it can it impacts everything and so this is you know there are a lot of people right now getting really clear on what's important what their values are what they want to look what what they want their life to look like whether they're moving or creating new jobs or um, you know, that side hustle that they've always wanted to do, they're doing or that, you know, oh, I used to play the guitar and it used to really bring me loads of joy. And now they're doing it again. Like as much as we're being told that this is a time where nothing is happening, this is a really potent time of transformation. And the money thing that goes with it is like, yeah, if the money's there and it's investing you in this transformation to help take that business to the next level, your next soul path or how you feel like you should be showing up in the world trust, 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 trust it. Yeah. I I was going to bring that up too, because I would, and I guess after this, we can kind of like define intuition and what that is. But during, you know, the past year, I've seen people that I would, you know, never of before really considered intuitive people, just making massive changes, knowing that they had to leave their job, they had to leave the city. And I saw like a lot of a lot of big changes in so many people the past year. Yeah, huge, massive changes. Like, um, I think it's that permission and also realization that we're not in control. I think there's an element where everything's always been, we felt like everything's been like certain, like, oh, I'm going to be able to take that holiday or I'm going to be able to do that thing. And so now as a sudden realization with everything happening on the planet, it's like, we were never in control in the first place. And so it's back into like, well, if not when, why not now? I think it's this realization of like, I could keep doing this in this way, but it doesn't bring me joy or happiness. And you know what, if I can make these small changes or these changes that I've been talking about for a while, let's do it because 
who knows what the next thing is coming down the pipeline. I think it's made everyone really, um, if I'm honest, change their relationship to death and be like, you know, nothing's, nothing's certain. I was never in control. I don't know whether I'm going to be here today or gone tomorrow. So let's just get on with this and do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely made people come face to face with their mortality, which I listened to a podcast at some point that was saying that like being primed with death and talking about death makes people live a more fulfilled life, which makes a ton of sense to me. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's the thing that's like, we're programming, we're programmed and it runs on the subconscious that we're, we're all going to die. And so the decisions that we make, the, the, the decisions that we make are all around us not dying. And so <laughs> it's like a preventative, like safety security mechanism of like, you know, I'm here, but I don't want to die. Well, and so it's, <laughs> and so here we are now really seeing that and being, you know, being shown, you know, death or, or for having to face our mortality, as you say, and now being like, okay, now I'm going to, now I'm going to do it. Now I'm going to, you know, shift that. And I think that's, you know, you, you read the news stories when people are diagnosed with things or they've been told they've only got, you know, not, um, a, a, a long time to live. They're like, right, I'm going to, if for those that can, you know, go and do so many things. Um, but I think it's just a mind. I think it's also a mindset shift. I think it's such a, a mindset shift as well, rather than just a doing thing. I think it's like how we want to, you know, show up and, and be there energetically as well. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, definitely think it's super powerful. Um, and, you know, so many people lost people in this past year and everything too. But um, for anyone that's listening, that's like, they've been mentioning intuition, but what is this? <laughs> <laughs> what is intuition? Um, uh, how do I connect to it? Yeah, I mean, intuition, I mean, how do we human, how do we put a human label on intuition? It's fascinating. It's, it's again, we're trying to control something as humans and put it into a box so we can control it and we can label it. Um, intuition is your connection to the, your inner self, your inner knowing, your inner wisdom, your knowing of um, where you should, you know, the, the next step, the next decision, that how you move through life, how you want to feel. Um, and it comes through in your, across your whole body, your whole body is this intuitive, energetic, intuitive body. And so it's about how you're receiving all the messages and all the guidance and all the signs, not just in the exterior world around you, but that comes through your body or, um, and in your inner, inner self, um, every single day. Because hey, um, and I talk about this a lot. We're all intuitive. We've just forgotten how. And when we start to really drop in and notice that, it's it's really potent around how we can move through our, you know, move through our day, move through our life. Because um, yeah, it's there for us to access. Yeah, and I I know you get this question a lot too of the the ego, the fear, the chatter versus intuition and. I've actually like gotten some questions around this too. And then, you know, also what about if I get an intuitive hit and then I feel fear after that and kind of discerning mm -hmm. between the three. Yeah. Because when we get that intuitive hit, it's like, 
the intuitive voice will come in and it will disappear. Like that's the, when the intuitive guidance comes in, it will come in and it will give you the message and then it will disappear versus um, the ego voice, the fear voice coming in and giving you that like chatter that just goes round and round and round in your head. And so it's, it's, it's about practicing discernment and really noticing does the anxiety and the fear come in off the back of you've got the intuitive hit because it's then like, Oh shit, now I've got to take action on that. And now that's bringing me fear and anxiety because that's pushing me beyond my boundaries or it's not what I expected or it's what I kind of want in my heart space, but I'm worried about the outcomes or the judgment of others. Like there's so much stuff that like gets in the way of us taking action. But um, yeah, the intuitive message will normally come in. It sometimes feels like it comes in from the back of the head um, versus the ego fear, kind of frontal chatter. Um, and the intuitive voice will, yeah, come in, disappear, or have a different tone to it. It can feel very directive or very calming or very kind of just like coming in and just doing it versus the ego voice sounding like, you should do this. You must do this. It has a time agenda. It has a time frame. Like I need this and I need the answer now. And it can have an agenda and the intuitive voice doesn't always make logical sense. And that's why it's going to make you kind of also can make you feel like, really? Like that doesn't make any sense. Um, it can question the logical mind. Um, and, um, yeah, it has no, um, and it's not fixed on any outcome. Like it's not fixed on the agenda that you think you want. So it, it it's, yeah, it feels counterintuitive to follow it. And so <laughs> it is, it's this big, you know, um, it's a big shift of how we can, you know, really drop in and how we can practice discernment around it. But once we kind of, and it's all it's different and individual to us too. So we need to kind of, look at how it works for us individually but yeah i would um that, those are my kind of main ways of describing the difference between the two and there are kind of lots of different subtleties that you kind of get used to once you kind of really learn how you you get your own guidance yeah i think i think when people have asked me just different things about that like it's so much about like knowing yourself because it's going to be so different the way it feels for every person. Like mm -hmm. there's, there's commonalities, but you really need to get to know, you know, your voice. Cause sometimes you're really, you know, afraid of doing something and that is, you know, fear resistance on the thing you're actually supposed to do, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And like a fear of fucking it up. Like what if I take action on this and something bad happens? Like, does that mean if I, and this is how I get asked a lot. Oh, so I followed my intuitive hit and I didn't get the outcome that I expected. Does that mean that the intuitive hit was wrong and I should never have taken action on it in the first place? And it's like every intuitive hit that you take isn't always going to give you the perfect outcome. It's going to give you the learning that you needed in that moment to take action on. Because in the end, we're human beings learning. And so by following, following your intuition, it's not going to give you this like perfect golden path where, you know, everything's like, ding, ding, woohoo, everything, you know, you're a winner. It's like, yes, that can be the case, but you're also going to have learning experiences along the way where 
you know, you got that intuitive hit to go on that date with this person and you ended up dating for three months, but it didn't work out. And you're like, well, should I have gone out with them in the first place? It's like, yeah, because you learned so much about yourself. You learn about what you needed to learn before you meet the next person, as an example. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like trusting the intuitive hit and, and not doubting that you shouldn't have followed it is really important. Yeah. And I think, um, I think when I first started like connecting to my intuition, I would like sometimes get mad at myself for not following my intuition. And I think even if you don't follow your intuition, you're still going to learn, like no matter what you're going to learn. (laughs) A hundred percent. And then there's back into like the boulders. So if you're not listening, those small intuitive pebbles are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger until they're like, you're not listening. Let's do this. So the end of a relationship, the end of the job, etc. Yeah. Yeah. This definitely comes to me a lot with like dating. It'll be like, oh, I don't think I should see this person again. And then I'm like one more time. And then the next time I see them, it's like, I should have never seen them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But- and, and sometimes we just need to we need to know, we need to get like an, another sense check and, and, and hey, that's cool. Um, uh, but it is, I think, intuitive dating and what that looks like. It can be, you know, especially when there are big human emotions that get wrapped up in it. It's, it's, it's big and it's potent. Um, hey, I'm back dating and I feel you on all levels of what that looks and feels like. Um, and all I'll just say is just like, you just know and it's about experiencing and just really tapping into the intuitive body and and feeling out those red flags on those dates and really like even though you this person might have everything on paper that you're looking for but if your whole body is like "Mm, there's something that's not quite right or "Mm, that feels like a like you get the kind of more intuitive hit like sensory things like your whole intuitive body is like that doesn't feel good like trust that because um yeah if it's potent definitely how has intuitive dating been for you in the past year (laughs) uh great question how is the intuitive dating going um yeah it's been fun like i think i'm finding needing to find the sense and fun of it i think i'm really stepping into a space where especially intuitive dating in the middle of a pandemic when you live on your own and it's very different that you don't have the normal social things around you as well. I finding that um, <laughs> diff- just challenging to navigate because I'm also a really social person. But I feel that for me, it's been like, okay, this isn't about finding, like, I have very clear things of what I'm looking for. I think within all of this and the age that I'm at, I'm very much like, this is what I want. This is the type of, you know, I have, um, like more stronger knowing of what, what I'm really calling in. Um, and so I am having fun, but I'm not scared to ask the bigger questions of that person. I feel like if we can be really upfront around like, actually, this is what I'm looking for. Um, I'm finding that's really, really helpful. But um, yeah, I've met some awesome people like along the, on, along the way and they've taught me a lot. And um, yeah, it's been good. It's been, um, it's been an interesting time. Yeah, I feel like in a way I've met so many different people that I wouldn't have normally because I 
usually met people in person and didn't really online date. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've learned so much more just about dating and about different people. And even if it doesn't exactly feel fun in the moment, it you can think of it as, you know, this isn't permanent. We won't always, you know, mainly be using yeah. online dating, but this is an interesting lesson right now. Yeah. And, and it was funny. I was listening the other day to my friend, Lindsay Simsick of the Almost 30, and she was saying something about like, and I, lo- I loved how she said this. She was kind of like, um, it's freaking like, isn't it amazing dating that we put ourselves out there of like two human beings who are trying to be their like most vulnerable self to show up and maybe potentially have a connection. Like that's huge. And maybe like we should just see that as awesome. And I think there is that part of, um, hate and not everyone's out to show up and be their most vulnerable self either. And I think that's also like using using your intuition to practice discernment around like what that is and so if i you know i've done um online dating since my mid-20s um wow so yeah i have been online dating for nearly 14 years which is absolutely insane when i when i say that out loud um but i would just say that it's about um and hey i have had long-term relationships from online dating so it does work and i have friends who have met their long life long partners and had married got married and had kids like in fact most of my friends have met everyone online um use your intuition when you're swiping like be really like use it like what does this person's energy feel like do they feel expansive do they feel you know how does my body feel when i'm when i'm faced with that person on on their profile picture what do their words say in the actually in their bio if they have one like do they feel does it feel real does it feel aligned like go there like tune in um it helps when you're swiping and I think it helps you get really, you know, otherwise if you're just doing this, you're just gonna, you're then going to be filtering more when you've got those matches. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that's super, super helpful because I mean, there's, you know, there's a decent amount of like attractive men that have a job, you know, on dating. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. So it's like, it's like this one looks just like the last one, you know? So I think using your intuition can be very helpful. <laughs> yeah. And it's not just about looks. Like looks can be, looks are really obviously potent and, and you know, that can be the main attractive thing that we're instantly connected to. Hey, we're, the hum- we're humans, but whatever you, it's, it's also the energy of that person. So it's also like not judging someone just by the photo and being like, you know what, that person's got free and awesome energy. And you know, they, there is, there's an intrigue about them and I've stopped on them and yeah, let's see, why not? Let's swipe right and see if we match. Yeah. And it's like, there's like, there's an energy in the photos too. It's not just like attractiveness. Like you feel like you can see some part of their like personality in the photos too. Yeah. And you, and it's also, that's why it's back into someone can have like these amazing photos and look really awesome. And then you do like, you then like, Oh no, don't like the energy. Like, no. Um, yeah. And, and that's cool. It's about, that's why using your intuition is here to help you practice the practice discernment of, um, what feels good. 
Yeah, this is super fun. I didn't, I didn't even plan to talk about intuitive dating, but <laughs> somehow it just are. came up. <laughs> but um, another thing I wanted to ask too is, um, I remember it's it's been interesting too to see the shift kind of in your podcast and how at the beginning it was very practical tools, which I like very much feel like prepared us for 2020 and everything that happened. But um, I remember one episode about, you know, kind of like the state you need to be in to receive your messages. And I think sometimes we're like, you know, really anxious and trying to force an answer and that isn't a good time to receive a message. So kind of like what is a good state to receive a message or ways to get into a good state to receive messages? Yeah, I think it's also really important to share that sometimes you get the intuitive messages when you least expect them like it can be like driving or out and about and suddenly this message comes in and it's like do this call this person do that um and they can come in in times of like stress and anxiety when they you know it's it's like you know it's needing it but a lot of the time when you want an answer and you want intuitive guidance and you're like where are you give me the message um yeah the energy the the hook's different there's an energy it just there's a different frequency to it that doesn't that isn't in that space where you're open to receive again it's that ego fear kind of control like i'm i want to control an outcome so putting your space into that energy of surrender and flow to receive is really important so um the slowing down um the putting yourself into a state of noticing and imagination and stepping into that kind of imaginative imagination space but it's back into like why a horse ride or why you know whether it's a walk or a horse ride or you go and have a bath or you read a book or you light a fire if you have a fireplace or if you're in the city and you know it's like just getting to the park and sitting on a bench and just noticing the nature around you or noticing the noise of the city around you all of that puts you into a state where you're open to receive and you're more connected to your body you're more connected to your energetic intuitive body to be able to yeah receive what wants to come through yeah because i feel like when when you're in that anxious state your mind is just like repeating the same thing over and over again and you're so disconnected. Yeah, and I've been there and there are times when I'm not just using my own intuition to receive that way or I'm using a spiritual tool like a card deck and you get hooked into like just one more card, just one more card. I'm going to ask again. I'm going to ask again. I'm just going to pull another card from the card deck. And I think spirit is like, you've asked me this question 10 times and we're giving you the same answer and it might be a different card, but it's got the same meaning. Are you, are you going to listen to me? Like, you know, and Hey, I've been there where I'm just like, I'm just going to ask, I'm just going to ask again. I'm just going to ask again, or I'm going to ask this in a different way. And guides are just like, what are you doing? yeah that's really funny I most of the time do like a three card spread and there's just been something on my mind this week and last night I pulled like eight cards and I was like this is just getting more and more confusing Mm -hmm. (laughs) the more I pull cards (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's like okay let me let me create the framework like let me create those three cards and you know what I trust those three cards that need to come up sometimes you'll be like 
I'll do that and they'll be like, there's one more. And I'm like, okay, there's one more. And normally it just backs up everything that was already in those three cards. And then it's you then trusting the energy that you've received the message that you need. And then it's like, okay, and now I can walk away. Or it can also be that you've got those three cards or the additional card that comes through. And then you give yourself permission to receive your own intuitive guidance off of it, or you go and channel, or you go and write something down, or you go and record a voice memo of what you receive from the, that, that three card spread or whatever tool you're using, um, and just trusting it and using that three card spread to receive your own intuitive guidance off the back of what you what you've got. And I share this in the book, my book, and um, you are intuitive a lot around we get hooked into like what the little book says that comes with the cards versus like really asking ourselves, like, what does this card mean for me versus what the author told you that that card meant? Because again, that's their interpretation of that card, not what that card actually means for you and why, why you pulled it that day. Yeah, that's so interesting. So I was like just about to say what you just said. I was just about to ask about that. Like, don't go to the book. <laughs> don't go to the book. Don't go to the book. <laughs> and it can be like, hey, if you're new to tarot or something and you're getting, you know, you're like, what is this tarot? You know, I don't know what these means. Of course, go online, like no discover or go and take a tarot class um but don't get hooked into you know always ask yourself what does this card mean for me what does this symbolize mean for me in this moment yeah and I think you I think you had an episode too kind of talking about spiritual tools and intuitive tools and I think just kind of like knowing like the cards are just a tool to help you connect to your intuition I know that you say like you don't really, you don't need any tools. You just need yourself, which is really yeah. powerful. You're the intuitive one, not the cards. <laughs> <laughs> the cards the, the cards are just the external projection of what is coming from you. It's just giving you that extra sense of clarity. And I also just want to say, it's so fascinating that you talk about the journey of the podcast around how it started as being like super practical and and that was the form, you know, it was, that was what the book was based on. So I wanted to write a book. So I started a podcast, like it was the other way around. And so I was sharing everything that I wanted to put in the book at the start of the podcast. And as you say, like how everything shifted, the podcast is now shifting into like, um, like now this is what you need. This is the channeled information. This is the energy. This is the stuff so that you can really navigate what's happening in the collective. So it's, yeah, it's been such an interesting shift. Yeah. And I, I definitely noticed that, like I followed along with the episodes when you were like doing the tools and it, it helped me so much kind of mm -hmm. reactivate my intuition and just get a lot more clear on it. And then it was like, once things really started to shift, you were just sharing messages for the collective and kind of guidance for you know all the the craziness of last year <laughs> and now yeah yeah and it's funny because I have people being like oh my gosh I'm so glad I listened to your podcast back in 2019 because I actually felt prepared for what was for what was coming because you've been talking about like the the elephant in the room the thing that's coming in early 2020 that we need to get prepped for so um yeah it's it's definitely been it's definitely you know i've loved being able to to share and 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 people still go back and listen to the first 
you know, 20 episodes because, um, yeah, they're like, they're, they're looking for more of the practical things too. Yeah. And I mean, I, I remember listening to it in the beginning of 2020 and you even said, you know, global disease, you know, <laughs> epidemics or something. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Global health crisis. And we're going to have to, we're going to be um, having to consciously choose, um, you know, what gets put in our body and body self-sovereignty and yeah, the theme of self-sovereignty for 2020. And it was, yeah, fascinating how, what was channeled through in the 2020 energy forecast and how it unfolds and continues to unfold as well. So yeah, it's potent. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, I guess like one of my last questions for you is, you know, like how you get these messages how do you how do you trust them and kind of take action on them? And I I know you've said as well, like, you know, the more it's kind of like um like a cycle, like the more you trust and take action, like the more it's reinforced and the more mm-hmm. hits you get. Yeah, it's like a muscles. Yeah, completely. So it's like the more more you trust, the more you take action, the more res- you the more intuitive messages you'll you'll receive because you, you've opened the portal, you've walked, you, you know, you're in that space of truly being able, to, being able to trust and receive. And I think we get stuck that the decisions have to be massive decisions to make, like the big ones, like leaving the relationship or the job or moving house. And we then put all this pressure on the intuitive message versus being like, how can I use this for the really small things and start there? Whether it's you know, I'm feeling called to intuitively, yeah, I'm going to eat that today. Or I'm going to hold out for the car parking space because I think there's one like in front of the building that I'm going to versus, you know, it's the small detail. It's the small listening of like, oh, I'm getting that hit to call that person. And they're like, oh, I was just thinking about you or approaching someone for something because it feels right. Like start with the small things um, would be my one piece of advice versus feeling like you have to like start using your intuition for the like massive life decisions just consciously start like dropping in on those like smaller daily based decisions and see where it goes yeah and I'm, I'm just thinking a lot about 2022 and you know the speed our world kind of lives at is is so fast or it was so fast and we had to slow down and at that speed, there's no space and time to kind of get those messages. So I feel like this past year has made people listen. hundred <laughs> percent. The amount of people that when we first went into like lockdown last March, it was like, oh, I'm receiving more intuitive guidance because I am actually having to pause and I'm not rushing and I have space. Um, and I think it's really fascinating now when people are connecting with people energetically, like socially distanced or whatever. It's like people really realizing how sensitive and they actually are to big groups and suddenly being like, wow, I used to do all this stuff. Um, how did I used to do that? Like a friend was saying the other day, I look back in my diary of my diary this time last year and it was like packed, like every evening, all the things. And she's like, how did I how did I do this? Um, so yeah, it's really fascinating how on that reflection, we can really see where we're at and how we actually kind of want to live our lives and, and finding, finding a bit more of that balance and being in tune, more in tune with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that's super interesting because I feel like I'm 
since I see people less when I'm around people, I know very quickly if they're people I want to stay around. <laughs> it's like Back very dating. Back to the dating. It's a great thing. It's like, yep, yep. Or nope, let's, let's, you know, it's very much, or even as you say, friends or friends that you used to be able to spend loads of time around. And now it's like, actually, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, one other last thing I wanted to ask was kind of about substances, about, you know, alcohol and intuition. And I, I know in like the spirituality culture, there's, you know, a lot of plant medicine and psychedelics and weed. And, you know, I don't think any of those things are bad, but I feel like our power is that we don't need anything to connect, you know, to our intuition. Yeah, I think there's just a lot of pressure right now that whether it's an ayahuasca ceremony or whatever, that that's going to be the thing that is going to open you up versus, you know, doing it in different ways. um, Alcohol for me, you know, has a big effect. And I think we, it's about re-looking around how we put the power, what is the power and control around substances that we feel are going to be the things that open up. You know, I've had experiences where, yeah, when I've drunk in the past or I've smoked weed and I felt really open and I've had experience, you know, had experiences where I feel intuitively more connected and I then feel that people can then rely on being in those altered states to be able to connect to their intuition versus being like, actually, maybe I should give myself uh, the benefit of the doubt and I should try opening myself up without the need for you know, alcohol or drugs and, and Hey, there is, you know, there are a lot of healing qualities to plant medicines that are amazing. Um, and there are a lot of, um, you know, mushrooms and, and to heat for healing PTSD and past trauma and which is amazing. The research and the science that's happening on that, but I would just, you know, but there's also that, you know, with everything is about finding the balance of being like, you know, and asking yourself, like, why am I doing this? Am I doing this to speed up the process? Am I doing this because I feel more connected in this way? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm on a bit of a sober curious journey right now, um, where it's like, I'm, you know, last year I drank like four, maybe, maybe four times and just like really asking myself, like, why do I want this drink? How do I want to feel like for me, since I've been really dropping into doing this work, I don't like the feeling and then brains like being out of my body it just I feel so disconnected it doesn't make me feel connected it actually makes me feel more disconnected to my intuition and my intuitive body than than before and hey I'm a Brit I come from a massive drinking culture my nickname used to be the gin fox and so suddenly it's like and now I'm the one with like non-alcoholic gin replacements in my house and people are like what happened? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I, f- I feel that with alcohol too. Like I feel like um like a separation from my consciousness. Like it, I feel I feel like I'm not connected to myself. Like I'm in a different I feel the separation of it entering my body and like causing that change. It's yeah, it's weird. The whole thing. Yeah. And hey, and and sometimes it can be if the energy's right and the intention of like, why am I drinking? Oh yeah, it'd be really nice to do this and socialize in that way, then hey, I'm all down. 
um, for that. So, and again, as I'm sharing and anyone listening to this, it's like, that's just my personal opinion and everyone's up to their own truth and opinions around it, but go and go and try connecting to your intuition without the need for it and go and see what happens. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, it's it's so much about the balance, especially with the plant medicine and everything. Like there's so many good things and so many benefits, but it's like, you know, not relying on one thing too yeah. heavily. And integration is really key. Like if anyone that is ha- doing plant medicine ceremonies, you know, I haven't done one myself um, because uh, I haven't been called to. I Yeah, I'm I would just say like notice the integration time like whatever happens you're going to need integration off the back of it so um, I know a lot of people are doing kind of back-to-back weekly things it's like and this is like okay let's find this time to integrate the healing in because in the end this is what this is all about this is about heat like for that it's about healing and seeing what comes up and how you can integrate the learnings of what you've experienced back into the body and back into your you know back into your own energy field Definitely. Yeah. I, I feel like I've been seeing a lot of stuff about integration and plant medicine and everything. And I also have not been called to do that. I'm like, I have crazy experiences, a hundred percent sober. <laughs> Seriously, like that's where I'm at with it. It's just like, I have, you know, I can have the most insane. I had the most insane out of body experience once after, um, uh, like a sound bath, sound healing. And it was insane to a point where my boyfriend at the time, um, I went to bed and he was lying next to me and he was like, I actually can't lie next to you right now. Your whole body is absolutely pulsating and vibrating. It's insane. And I had this and in the sound bath. I was tripping out. Like I was completely tripping out. I was like, Whoa, like I was literally like going through like these doorways and through space and time and it was wild like all these sense like crazy visuals and even he when I came back around and that night like it carried on through the night um and he was just like what was going on because he was just like I can't lie next to you it's too much (laughs) yeah yeah I I don't know I haven't had it from a sound bath but I've had crazy things like that happening too and I'm like I don't even know what would happen if I Mm -hmm added mushrooms or plant medicine to this (laughs) and I think it's um and it's that element of you know getting really clear on like who the person is are they fully trained where do the plants come from how have they been cultivating if you're doing it in a group situation ask like who are the group what what are their background what are their traumas if they're you know because otherwise if you're someone that's also highly sensitive you're also in that space of processing all of that person's um all of the group's energy and also the energy of the person who's brewing it or has the plant medicine their energy is also going to be you're going to be consuming it you're putting that into your body too and so that has to be aligned with your energy as well so again use your intuition if you are going down that journey of the groups that you want to be involved in and the leaders that you want and also looking at you know are they actually educated do they have all the knowledge um you know how long have they been doing it etc etc yeah and then it you know it just goes to all those points of you know like cultural appropriation and like what are what is the line on like doing this in a way that respects 
um, you know, the people that were originally doing this. Completely, completely. And if, you know, and doing it of, yeah, exactly. Where the level of cultural appropriation and, you know, where was it learned? And was there, was there a, a cultural knowledge exchange, which is also really important within that. So yeah, it's asking all of those questions. Yeah. Always important to keep, keep asking questions. And I feel like the, the spiritual community is, I don't know. There's lots of shifts and interesting things um, happening there that you definitely, even the people that you think are, oh, they're spiritual. You need to take a closer look sometimes. Yeah. Just remember you're your own guru. You're, you're, you're your own teacher and, you know, take what, take what resonates for you and leave the rest behind. In the end, it's like we put this, I don't know, this word spiritual, this pressure on spiritual to be spiritual. We can put even the idea of it on a pedestal and they're just humans. You know, everyone's just a human doing their thing, trying to navigate. So I think it's really, really, again, it's why it's so important. It's like you're the teacher, you're the channel, you're intuitive and, you you know, you, you practicing discernment, especially around this time and believing in your own power and your own truth is so potent. Yeah, definitely. Um, is there, you know, anything else that you feel called to share? Um, I'm just feeling, I guess, like yeah. called to say that. Um, yeah, just just keep anchoring yourself. Like we're just moving through so much big energy, um, and um, so yeah, just really returning to the body and anchoring ourselves in, and really, you know, really respecting and listening to our body and our energy on a day-to-day basis is really really important so yeah just keep anchoring because there is you know hey there's big big shifts and changes coming over the next four or five years and that's why i wrote the book off the back of the podcast you know it's basically it's like you need your intuition right now for everything that we're facing as a collective and so it's a book on how to connect to your intuition but really it's a book on no, yes, it's a book on how you to connect to your intuition, but it's like, and why you need it for now, like why we need it for everything that face that we're facing. And I share more of what we're going to be facing over the next four, five, well, five years um, in the book. Definitely. And, you know, where can everyone find you? Where yeah. can everyone get the book? Yeah. Um, so um, book is available uh, wherever you get your books. You can find out more at yourintuitive.com and the audio book is finally out. So there's an audio book as well. Um, I've just released this, the doorway activation series, which is now going to become a really big part of my work of encouraging other people to receive their guidance. So if you've um yeah like the ng forecast messages like this is like this on yeah on steroids it's like this is the potent (laughs) this is the potent thing um on instagram i am natalie miles i share a lot on there and my other yeah podcast so think you're intuitive yeah and definitely check all of that out um if you're new to the podcast go listen to the old episodes read her book um (laughs) all the things. And yeah, this has been so great. I feel, I can just feel your energy and I feel calm and I don't know, this was just an amazing conversation. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's been fun. We've, we've covered a lot of ground. And as you said, we talked about something like, I don't think we'd be talking about intuitive dating and here we are. <laughs> Clearly we, we both needed it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Natalie. Pleasure.